Vietnam and Jaden, FBI. Victor Goddamn Sullivan. Booker DeWitt. Solid Snake. Commander Shepard. Morton Sullivan. You're listening to PlayStation. 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 PlayStation Radio. Radio. Radio UK. This is PlayStation Radio UK. It is Thursday the 19th of March 2015 and it's 19.22 in the evening. My name's Ben. Simon is here. Hello. Simon, I want to talk to you about cars. Okay. In the wake of uh, Jeremy Clarkson's exit, potential exit from the Burbaker, Yes. I think I deserve to take his place. Why? Because my uh, car antics reached a new high this week when I discovered that whenever I park my car outside my house and I get out of my car when I'm coming back from work, every time I touch the door, I get a huge static shock. Every time. Now, it doesn't happen when I go to work. It doesn't happen when I park anywhere else. It doesn't happen when I'm wearing other clothing. I believe it is my work trousers. And the worst thing is, even though I just said it happens every time, is that it doesn't happen every time. So I don't know when it's going to shock me, but I know it might happen. (laughs) And so I've taken to closing the car door with my foot, right? Just sort of hooking my leg around and closing it. Now, I went to the petrol station and pumped up my tires because I'm a responsible man on the road and I don't want to kill people by like veering into them at high speeds, which obviously my car is capable of. Yes. Very dangerous high speeds. (laughs) So I took the car home and I thought, well, one of those tires looks flat as shit and I definitely pumped them all up until the little machine beeped at me. So I pulled it up onto a level... Do you pump your tires up every journey? No, (laughs) no. No, it's like an airbed. Drive it once and they all go down. Could feel so my you can't get touching told. the road. Sorry? So you can't get told if you park somewhere because you've got no tyres. Um, what? Yeah, so they just have to scrape it along the floor. Uh, no, no. Um, so I tried to park it on the on the driveway so it was on a level um, surface because it was at a slight angle because I bump it up on the curb. And, uh, and it looked fine, but driving it from the side of the road three feet onto my driveway it gave me the biggest static shock i've ever had from anything and i kicked the door and i broke it you broke the door i broke the door of my car how (laughs) because i was angry and i kicked it when you say broke you mean it just fell off as in the hinge went all funny oh god and the door just sort of like you know when you shut a door but not completely so it's sort of it won't open, but the light is on and you can hear the wind when you're driving. Yeah. The little light on the dashboard is on saying, hey, you're, one of the doors isn't shut. Yeah. That's what I got. So I had to drive it to a garage and get it fixed. But Did you tell the people at the garage how 
how you actually managed to break the door. <laughs> no. Because that's a mighty no, kick. Like, oh, just uh, just trying to close it and won't close anymore. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> that's a, that's a hell of a I'd, kick. I'd just driven it. Well, I didn't kick it very hard. I think it might have just been the angle. Yeah, Physics, I think that man. maybe you should go and get anger management because I remember when something happened on your computer a few years ago and you punched the screen <laughs> and now you're kicking your car. You're right, I did do that. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe that does qualify you for working for the BBC because Jeremy Clarkson's clearly got anger issues. Mm. If you don't get a hot dinner, you get a punch in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, when I went to the garage, they one of them offered me a sausage roll and then the other person says... No, those those aren't for customers, and I I killed them all. <laughs> um, Fucked them up. Speaking of broken laptops, Ben. Yes. You may remember I have quite a new laptop. Relatively, yes. Because I spilt a whole glass of iron brew on the last one. Ah, uh, yeah. It didn't make it stronger. No. As the the slogan would imply. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, this new one, for some reason, I opened it up. I'd been on the laptop for like half an hour, and then suddenly the bottom half of the screen started flickering green and purple. <laughs> and I can still see through it, but it's just enough to make it pretty much unusable. So Rave I need, time! I need to take that back to PC World and say, fix it. Yeah, so I'll still be in warranty and stuff. How long um, have you had it? Uh, since about Christmas, because I broke oh, my laptop really? on Christmas Day. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> yeah, So, uh, but the... So what I'm doing now is I'm recording onto that laptop, but I can't mm. use it. So I've got a MacBook on my knees, which I'm actually using. Uh-huh. And uh, and I've been doing a lot of essay and dissertation stuff on a computer that isn't mine, which is oh, a pain in the arse. That sounds like a pain. Is there a payment scheme in place? No, it's just friends. Sorry about the silence. <laughs> I was going to say, oh God, have we cut off again? No, We've that's, so that's many... part, of the, um, part of the problem with it being so far away. Every now and again, oh. I like to check that it's still recording. Oh, but right, okay. It's like on the couch at the other side of the room, so I have to lean out of the mic and try and look through the purple okay. haze. L- let me know when you're going to do that, the purple <laughs> haze, because we've had so many recording issues in the first five minutes of this show. Do you know what I genuinely think that was down to? What's that? My laptop being on the floor oh. and all the Wi-Fi waves are just going over the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> just in a in a bunker. Yeah. Duck and cover kind of thing. Hey, speaking of... Uh, I'll tell you what, we're flowing. We're free-flowing today, Simon. <laughs> speaking of your speaking of, my internet has finally joined 10 years ago. <laughs> so you've been up- upgraded. I am. I'm now on a blistering 10 megabits. Nice. That's quite good. That is that is adequate, isn't it? Yeah. Like I was on less than 0.5 most of the time last time. And now I can load Netflix. Wow. And that's BBC, that's BBC Fibre Optic. Um, no, no, that's uh, uh, BT. BT, that's not BBC. Yeah. Yeah. That confused me. I don't know if yeah. you're making a joke about something. No. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, we, uh, well, I had a, guy, a BT guy in the house the other day to try and fix yeah. my internet. Oh, okay. And he was talking about one of his friends who also works for BT, mm-hmm. who got fibre optic in his area. Yeah. And he gets two megabits a second. Because there's that many people on the fibre optic. That exactly. You'd, you'd be better off. Um, he would be better off as the only person using phone cables and then get like five megabits. It's a good point. I mean, I don't want anyone else to know that we've that fiber optic is available because it was just a fluke that we discovered it was now available. Uh, we're promised speeds of up to 45. We're on 10. That yeah. is not good enough. 10 
is at great internet speed. And What's I'm very this? grateful, but it's not 45. What kind of speed does it get to? Because obviously you're a working man now. I am a working man. Um, and you work with regular hours. Do you know what, it's, what speed it is outside of those hours? As in uh, during... Like when you're, when you're working or asleep? I, I don't, unfortunately. Because I reckon it probably goes quite fast. It would be interesting. I do have next Wednesday off work wow. for a job interview. Ooh. Moving on seamlessly to the next thing. <laughs> uh, but I might test it then. I might test it then. Uh, I was the victim of a cruel prank this last week Simon yes you know how I've been struggling trying to get a job that makes me feel like my life is worth living yes <laughs> well I was very excited I got is an email saying depressing week <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's b- roll the clip <laughs> um, and I got this email saying you've been selected for interview for this position I was like fucking yes mate this will be the, the fourth interview I've ever been to in my entire life outside of being a paper boy and working at in a shop. The only other interview I've had for a real job is the job I've got at the moment. And I thought, yeah, this is wicked. So even if I don't get it, that's awesome. Yeah. About five minutes later, I got an email back from someone in HR at the company saying, hmm, our previous email was actually a mistake. Wow. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and then they said, stand by for more information. I thought, okay, well, that's promising. Maybe they just didn't mean to send it out that early. Yeah. Or when I followed the link in the email that said go to the um, candidates page and book an available interview slot, there were no interview slots available. So maybe that's the technical hitch they were talking about. Yeah. So I asked for clarification. I said, can you confirm, um, is this a technical hitch in that I wasn't meant to be invited to interview? And she replied and said, we're still going through CVs. I thought, well, that's fucking ambiguous, isn't it? That doesn't help me at all. Hello, yeah. please, can you clarify? Have I or have I not got an interview? No, we are still going through CVs. I thought, well, fuck you. <laughs> Didn't want to work for... Mr. Black. Anyway. It was a job. Mr. Black. Simon. <laughs> and I thought I'd... What is the job? It was a temporary... Mr. Black. Person. Okay, like him. For Mr. Black. Stuff. Yeah, Mr. Black. the same thing over and over again. Most people say it's an appalling job, but you know what? Mr. Black. And it was three months' work, so I thought, why not? Yeah. And uh, I would have taken it if I'd have been offered it. Um, so that pissed me off and that bummed me out. And then two days later, in fact, maybe it was the next day, I got properly invited for another job, which <laughs> is unheard of. So next Wednesday, I'm going to a place to talk to a man... And that's the same job? No, it's a different job. Oh, but with different the same job. company? No different company. Okay. Speaking of jobs, Ben, did yes, I Simon. speak last time about the one I was offered? A blue job? <laughs> the one down in London. Pussy. Oh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, so last week I was offered a job in London mm. uh, with GameSpot full time. Oh. <sighs> So you've spoken to me about this. I don't think we've mentioned it. Yeah. And they called me up and they were very keen. It wasn't even an interview. It was basically, do you want to come down and work for us? Mm. And then I had to explain to them that in Scotland, you go to uni for four years and I'm still at uni. (laughs) Damn. And uh, I only will graduate in May. And they said they needed someone sooner than that. And that was basically it. 
But people are probably listening. Let me try that again. People are probably listening with their heads uh, in their hands, collective hands and collective heads, thinking, oh, why wouldn't you take it? That sounds like you do a PlayStation podcast, like what job in the games industry. But as you've said to me, you know, really, you're trying to, you're above it, aren't you? You're yeah. better than that. It's not that. It's just I don't. <laughs> I don't think I would enjoy it. I don't think I would enjoy talking about games and doing games all day. No, I'd Your prefer to have. Refined. I'd prefer to have a job somewhere else and then come home and do games for fun. But you don't even do that most of the time. No, I don't. But I have this week. Have you? It's um, exciting. But you know, it was a six-month temporary thing, and if I wasn't at uni, I would have definitely said yes. Yeah, just because of the experience and um, how hard it is to get a job at the moment. Absolutely, you did an internship there. Was it a couple of years ago? Now, yeah, a couple of years ago. That's how they knew me. I I yeah. gave them your name because obviously you're mm. looking for jobs. I'm not that yeah, guy. That's that very just, kind of you. Um, but by the sounds of it, they haven't been in touch. They watched one of my videos and thought, "Fuck that, this guy sucks." <laughs> but it does it does make me think that if you could get work experience at that that place and impress them, that's mm. probably the best way of getting getting in there. Absolutely, but it's so hard to come by. Work experience and internships are very difficult things to obtain. Yeah, it's worth a shot now because, um, as far as I'm aware, I was the last person they had for work experience. Mm. The last of a dying breed. So next time they need someone to, to go and work there, suddenly they don't have any names because they've not had any other work experience applicants. And who do they call? You. Old thorny boy. <laughs> so, uh, I've had a bit of a boring week. Just been okay. doing dissertation stuff and that kind of thing, um, but I did get a brand new white DualShock Four, <sighs> and it came today. Did it? The highlight of my week. <laughs> is it a controller? It is actually a much nicer controller. The reason I got it was my existing one. The analog stick is starting to fade away. Fade away, fade away. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I heard that Sony will replace that. I've totally done this as well. Um, but the thing is, because people like you just um, took advantage of that offer... Oh, absolutely. Ruthlessly. You now have to send your PS4 controller back to them as well. Except I didn't do Sony, by Yes. So, before I got in contact with them, I still haven't done it yet, I thought, I'll mm. buy a new one, I'll send away the old one, and I can still, still keep playing PS4. Mm -hmm. So I got the white one. The analog sticks feel completely different. Really? They feel much harder. Firmer. Um, you can tell they're not going to fade away like this one. Um, oh, the nipples. The launch PS4 controller. Got good, got good nipples on this. But I've never, I've never bought a, a different coloured DualShock before for any system. Really? And the the white one caught my eyes because it has the black buttons, and I thought it looked quite cool. It looks so much nicer than the black DualShock. I recommend getting it. I've got one that's spray painted. I have a custom one. Yeah. That I ordered before the PS4 even came out, and that's quite nice. But the thing about that one is, you know how the bottom half of the controller is like rubber? Mm, kind of. What colour is that? Uh, it's black. Okay, this one's that. It's like a different tone of white. Oh. Which, um, it's quite cool. Oh, so if you drop it out in the snow, you could lose it. Yeah. Whatever side it falls on. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bullet point for the box. Yep. Lose it in snow. Much better than the other one. Now, speaking of... You being able to watch Netflix. Yes. Have you watched Better Call Saul? I am three episodes deep. How good is that TV show? I am enjoying it. I think, and this is going to be a big statement, I think okay. it has the potential to be better than Breaking Bad. 
just because how bored, I mean, I got a bit bored of Walter White always doing something good and then always fucking up and then the cycle repeats. Whereas Better Call Saul, anything can happen because he's not just doing drugs. Mm. He's doing a, a plethora of different stuff. Yeah. Um, which I think is quite cool. I haven't got to the point where he starts to do bad stuff yet. No, same. I'm only on the fourth episode, I think. How many episodes are there out so far? Six, I believe. One a week, which Six or five. Which is uncommon for a... That is because show. it's actually being aired on AMC in America. Motherfuckers. So obviously if they released them all here, AMC would just, uh, no one would watch it and they'd pirate it. I think people do that anyway, though, don't they? Uh, yeah. <laughs> have you, speaking of Netflix, how many times have we said speaking of? Quite a few times, isn't it? Speaking of Netflix, have you seen The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? No, but I have seen the adverts. It's uh, it's actually really good. She looked far too happy for me. I, she's lived in a bunker for the past 15 years, so everything is exciting to her. Like, okay. legitimately, she was tricked into joining a cult uh, that thinks it's the end of the world, and they're rescued after 15 years. And so she's been down in this bunker since 1998. And that's the story. I'm surprised they remembered to go and get her. <laughs> no, I don't think it was someone remembering it. She was rescued by SWAT police. Oh. Um, but it's produced by Tina Fey, who's in 30 Rock and is a funny person. Yeah. So it's good stuff. I liked it. Very watchable. And the tune's very catchy. Tell you what, if you want to talk about good shows on Netflix, Fargo. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. It's got the guy who plays uh, Wheatstone. No, not Wheatstone. Wheatstone. Dr. Watson. In Sherlock. Wheatstone. <laughs> um, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. No. Is that yes. his name? Yes. He writes into the show sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's the joke. Oh, I finally get the joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke. Um, um, yeah, it's got Martin him in it. It's, it's obviously based on the true events which the original film is based on, the Coen mm-hmm. Brothers film. Yeah. But it is a 10 episode long series. There's going to be a second season. I think that's on at the moment. And it's based in North Dakota and Minnesota and, and all that kind of area. That's where the man dies in the snow, is that right? Yes, but it's it's so good. It doesn't okay. feel stretched at all. It doesn't feel like this shouldn't be 10 episodes long. Okay. And uh, yeah, I recommend watching that if you're if you're looking for something new. I really like talking about Netflix. And I like talking about Netflix with other people because who the fuck has Amazon Prime Instant Video other than to get the shipping? I, like, I go it. on there and I think, yeah. oh, that show's on there and not on, ne- on and not on Netflix. That makes me angry because I want to watch it on Netflix. I don't want to watch yeah. it here. It's it's a mess of shows that you have to pay for and films that you have to rent and then things that are free and it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Yes, I don't like it. I don't like Amazon Prime Instant Video. Fuck off into the into the abyss. <laughs> Parks and Recreation, which is an excellent TV show is on Amazon Prime, and it's not on Netflix, which is a travesty, because the only way UK audiences are likely to ever bother watching it is if it was on Netflix. One day, it'll come to Netflix. I hope so. Should we talk about games? Yes. Speaking of games, here's games. (laughs) When you speak, I hear silence Every word I defy well, usually I don't play anything. 
Ben. Mm. But this week, I got my thumbs out and I played something. And you put them in your bum. Yeah. It started with Transistor. It started with the girls. <laughs> uh, have you played Transistor yet? I played some of Transistor where it's got like the creepy voiceover mountain. Hey baby, let's go to the place and do the thing with the sword. Yeah. Right, that's it. That's I think you, you don't like it then. I didn't enjoy it much, no. Um, I, I, I'm not finished it. Okay. I've played maybe a couple hours and I am enjoying it. I think I did about the same. I gave it a good go, but again, games on plus... They have the plus effect, don't they? They have a curse where you're not willing to give them as much time as games that you would have just paid up for. That is true. Um, I think there's a <laughs> there's a sort of little part of your brain that, that is telling you, I paid for this game, I need to play it. This game is fucking trash. Uh, but the minute you get it for free, you're so much more willing to just go, fuck it. Yeah, that's play it. it. Exactly, that's what I did with Fez. I played it for a bit and thought, mm, nah, can't be bothered. But if you'd bought that... If Actually, I bought, I bought it, Fez I and I, I thought the same, but that's because I got it for so cheap. <laughs> well, you know, I, I am actually starting to enjoy it. I think the story is quite interesting. I have no idea where it's going, um, but it is starting to draw me in. It's got beautiful music. The hand-drawn art is really cool, and obviously the yeah, music I as really well. Like it's, it's based on a former jazz singer who can't sing anymore, can't speak. Mm. So the music has to be good, and it is. Um, now, What's it about? It's so far, as far as I can tell, it's about the process which is going about and basically killing everyone and destroying the world. But I don't know how. But occasionally you stumble into these secret rooms where there's like a tree and and it's on a beach. I don't know what and, that is. I think it's just a, a way of adding... Records. I think that's just a way of adding like challenge maps. But I'm not sometimes sure. there's a dog there. Yeah. I don't... What? Um, I don't. I just don't know, I don't know what that means, to be honest. Um, but I'm enjoying it. And the th- you talked about that creepy voiceover, and it is a bit creepy. Yeah. But if you go into the options and you turn it so that it comes out of the controller... Oh, God. It's actually much better. Oh, really? That sounds worse. Because you know how the controller speaker's not that good? Yeah. It makes it sound less sort of like smooth Radio 3... Yeah. Um, hey, presenter. baby. Yeah. Let's go over here. Oh, look, the district is still empty from earlier. And apart from that, it also makes more sense because it's the sword talking to you. Yeah. And the controller, you're holding like a sword because it's in your hands. I quite like that. I think that's yeah. a good implementation of the speaker on the controller. It's just, it's the same thing. Um, the, you know, the thing that makes me like Transistor the most, though, is this one little aspect of the, of the gameplay. Hmm. And I, I don't usually like turn-based games. The line I draw to where I do like them is when you can play them without using turn turn based and this game does that you switch to turn based and all it is is stopping time and letting you line up your attacks yeah not something like final fantasy or pokemon where it is just turn based mm-hmm. the thing that really makes it unique to me is whenever you die you don't actually in order if you if you want to die completely and go to a checkpoint you have to die four times in a row in one in one combat um if you die once, you basically lose an attack, and you have four attacks. And what that means is that during um, a fight, you okay? if, if you lose two attacks, you then have to, you've got a harder job, killing all the enemies with only two attacks, and it's random. So those attacks could be useless, and then you just yeah. have to let yourself die. Hmm. But the best bit, though, for me is, usually in a game like this, you find the attacks you like, and you just stick to them, and you never experience anything else. But because you keep losing your attacks... 
you keep having to reshuffle and use things you've never used and learn different ways of fighting, it keeps it fresh. I think that's the mm. thing that has kept me playing the game more than anything. Interesting. Um, I recommend giving it a shot. It was free. It was free. So if you added it to your library, then no excuses. No excuses. Um, no dogs alone. Game of the week, though, I think, yeah. deserves to be yeah. Dying Light. Oh, you played it? I have. Dead Island 3. I'm a couple of hours in, and you know, you say Dead Island, I played about 10 minutes of Dead Island. And it kind of had a bit of a PS Plus effect, because you'd sent me it. Oh. And I hated it. Have you still got it? No, I sent it back. I don't know where it is now. Definitely sent it back down to you. probably propping up a, a sofa. Probably. It's a much better use than actually playing it. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I hated about it was the combat. Yeah. It you were surrounded by zombies. You didn't feel, you didn't feel like they were a threat, and you didn't feel like you were actually hitting them. You felt like you were swinging at them in some shit version of a PlayStation Move game. Yeah, it was crap. It now, was. You're people, right. It wasn't good. People comparing Dying Light to Dead Island are missing the fact that the combat is actually good in Dying Light. Mm. And Might also, I just quickly say, sorry. Yeah. The only reason I'm comparing it is because it's made by the same people, or at least is published it? by the same people. Is it made by the same people? I think it's Deep Silver, isn't it, that does Dying Light? Wow, well, they actually improved on their... on their. Uh, Let me do some research. You carry on talking. Uh, I'll come back to you. The thing that makes it... that is really selling it on me, though, uh, for me, is the parkour aspect. Because you, you're basically dropped into this city full of zombies, and you're trying to infiltrate this tower of survivors to find out who's at the top. Um, so once you get there, you start doing jobs for them. Obviously, your normal kind of side quest stuff. Um, going out and doing menial tasks. But the whole crux of the game is avoiding zombies who are on the ground level by getting onto buildings, jumping between buildings, all that kind of stuff. Basically, Mirror's Edge. And that means that the combat only needs to exist in a one-on-one -on -one zombie situation. So if you jump into a pit of zombies, you're going to die. You're going to die pretty quick. Maybe two or three zombies you can take on at the most, uh, as far as I am in the game. So it makes you feel like the zombies are still a threat, but it still makes you feel really fucking awesome when you're jumping between buildings like a boss. Yeah. Um, so that, for me, is, is really fun. And exploring the, the environment, finding new weapons. It's got that sort of Borderlands feel where you're getting new kit all the time. The thing that, because I didn't like that in Borderlands, as you probably know, the thing that makes me like it more in this is they're not as different. There's not different classes. It's basically, this is a metal pole, this is a metal pole. All you're looking for is the damage stat. So it's yeah. very easy to just go, yeah, this is better. You don't need to do any maths in your head with rate of fire. Does this one have a sight? Um, Borderlands light. Yeah. Um, so it's for me, I like that. It's very easy, but you still feel like there's a sense of I need to explore um, so I can get kit to make stuff. So all that's very fun. The story so far is okay. I mean, I'm not very far in. Um, I have heard that some of the side quests actually are the the most the best sort of port sort of um, parts of the story, which is weird. But that's because if you think of Mass Effect. The main quest is such like a long drawn out thing. The side quests end up being, you know, some of them are quite emotional and, and very focused. I always talk about that one Mass Effect 2 storyline with the guy who was like plugged into a machine and basically getting tortured. 
right. was that was the best storyline for me in Mass Effect. And apparently this is the same sort of thing where you'll come across side quests which have a better storyline than the actual main quest. Mm-hmm. And there's tons of side quests. You basically walk about in your tower, which is your kind of safe house, main safe house, and there's tons of exclamation marks and all of them are side quests. You just go about. It's... um. It's actually a very nice and deep open world. The people in it seem like they're alive. They're walking about doing stuff. Um, other than that, there's not really anything else to talk about. The graphics, very impressive. I've not played many full games on the PS4. I think this might be, apart from Shadow of Mordor and Infamous, my first um, open world game. And that means it's the first first person open world game that I've played. Right, and it's very impressive. The um, you know how I spoke about the voice coming out of the controller and transistor. Yeah, I think it's becoming a little bit. I I don't think they're thinking it through very much because they do it in this game, and it works. Whenever someone's on the radio to you, it comes out the controller. But then when you answer them, it comes out the TV. Huh. Which I don't think works because. You know, I get that it should be coming out of your headset in real life, but your voice isn't going to sound like it's two feet in front of you on a TV. Yeah. So I don't, I, I don't know. I feel like they need to um, think that through a little bit. That's a bit odd. Um, but the game itself is really fun, and I'll be talking about that in the the coming weeks as I kind Excellent. of get a bit further through. I'd recommend Do you want it. some uh, some stats? Or yeah, some go stats, for it. Some info. So Dead Island was developed by Techland. Okay. And published by Deep Silver. Yeah. Dying Light is also developed by Techland, but it's published by Warner Brothers. So one would assume the team hasn't changed too much, it's just got a bigger budget. Yeah. Um, and and also, Dead Island 2 was obviously announced at last year's E3, and that's still being published by Deep Silver, but it's being developed by a different studio, so who knows how okay. that will turn out. So the they've learnt from Dead Island then? Seems that way, yeah. Which is good. There was also Dead Island Riptide, but for some reason that wasn't listed on Wikipedia in the sequels. Of Dead hmm. Island, so I don't really know. Weird. Yeah. Couldn't be bothered to look for it, to be honest. Yeah. Played anything else? No, that's it. The main thing I've played is um, Lord of the Rings. Shadow of Mordor. Middle Earth, whatever you want. What's yeah, it called? Yeah, that's good. Um, sh- yeah, Shadow of Mordor, that's it. Mi- Middle Earth. Is it? Doesn't yeah, Middle of Earth, Shadow of Mordor, I think. I don't know. Middle of Earth, Shadow the Mordor. I don't know. Shadowing Mordor, an intern story. What do you think? Pissed me off, to be honest. Why? I didn't really get it. I don't get why it's so praised. It's a good game. It's a it's a really good Lord of the Rings game. But I don't get it. Like I don't know why it did so well. It's a it's a good game. It is really good, but it's not as good as other games I played last year. Like what? Like all the games in my game of the year list. I forgot your game of the year list. So have I. <laughs> but it's not as good as those. Um, uh, Dragon Dragon Age was better, in my opinion. Far better. Yeah, I never um, played that. I don't understand. Like, It's a good game. And I liked it. And I got the platinum. And I liked it. But I don't understand why people were going crazy for it. Yeah. Um, Have you played much more than the last not time? Not really. I think that's it? probably the thing that speaks most to how much I enjoy it, is it didn't have the power to keep me playing it. I liked the Nemesis system. That's really cool. I yeah. like that. But holy fuck, was that mechanic irritating when they killed you? Because normally I wasn't falling to 
an existing captain. It would just be some lucky grunt who got a hit in when I'm surrounded by orcs or urukai or whatever the fuck they are. And then he gets promoted to captain. And yeah, I mean, it has the desired effect where he's like, ooh, I beat you. This is going to earn me a nice little promotion. And you're <laughs> thinking, you dick, I'm going to come back and cut your head off. But when that is followed, when when that comes after the most irritating last chance mechanic I've ever used in any video game, where they, they're about to deal the killing blow and you have to move your cursor with the left analog stick into a circle and then press the button that it displays on the screen when it's in that circle before a timer finishes. I hate that system. I hate that system because the circle where it is on the screen is random. Then you've got to move your little cursor into it and then you've got to look at which button it's asking you to press and it only tells you that when you've got the marker into the circle and then you've got to press it before the timer runs out. 99% of the time, I may have been shit at it, but I don't know why. I always failed it, and I it think, pissed me off. I think you were shit at it. I must have been. To be perfectly honest, because I, I didn't must struggle be. with it that much. And it's it's not something you want to practice doing either, because you don't really get in that situation too often. Yeah. But why don't you um, like the captains getting promoted? Sorry? Why didn't, why didn't you like the grunt getting promoted to captain? Because he'd got it by cheating, because the mechanic was rubbish. <laughs> and, I, and I couldn't fight back. I but I like the mechanic. It, I think it's good. I do oh, think so do though I. that if if there's a cap a, a present captain there in the fight, mm. and one of his grunts kills you, yeah, I reckon it should just be attributed to the captain that was there because he's yes. in charge of them. I agree. That and it was the sense. nemesis. The nemesis system I do like. It's the last chance mechanic that I don't like. Yeah, I want to make that distinction. Um, but there was never a moment where I was going after a captain and i was actually killed by him that never happened once if i went after someone i got them every time because it it wasn't that challenging like and i don't know is there a difficulty option i don't think there is it's just depending on how many times they've beaten you that they get more powerful um i didn't think the story was that great either i thought the start was a bit wonky where it was like hey here's a guy he's got a bit of a weird looking face and he's got a family and now you're having a play fight with your son, and oh, they're dead. There you go. Now you're a wraith of some kind. Here you go. And it's like the the intro sequence was over in about 15 minutes, and I thought, what the fuck? What is going on? And they did explain it as you went through the game, but it didn't really come to a conclusion. Like it, it the whole way through, it felt like the character was resigned to his fate, where it's like, I just want to die. Just let me die. Mm. And you're like, yeah, just let the fucker die, because <laughs> this guy sucks. Like it wasn't a very compelling character either, and that's that's no, um, you know that that's nothing against Troy Baker, who's a traitor to us all. But I just thought he wasn't. I yeah. didn't really the feel story isn't like that connected to anything. Yeah, and I, I like Lord of the Rings, but and there were lots of nods in there. You know, Mr. Black shows up and stuff, but yeah. like, it just none of it was particularly challenging, and uh, they had some really cool ideas. But I wouldn't. Give it game of the year. I think the actual game aspect of it is fantastic. Mm. It just needed a stronger storyline. I agree. I agree. I think that's the, the, only the only side of it this week. How far through did you get? About maybe halfway. Did you get to the bit where you were helping? Um, no. What's his name? Scumbag the the cheater or whatever he's called. Um, just the very start of that, I think. Yeah. He he is brilliant. 
there's this little orc that you have to team up with when it's first introducing the Nemesis system, where basically it's, it's story missions where you have to help him advance to the top, and he's your buddy. You haven't, like, controlled him or possessed him or whatever you want to call it, marked him. He's just agreeing to help you because you rescued him once and you will cut his head off, and he knows you will, if he doesn't help you. So you're helping him rise to the top. And some of the dialogue in the cutscenes between you and him is brilliant, and I loved that. And then he just sort of disappears. He doesn't get killed. Mm. You don't kill him. You know, you know, you, he inevitably reaches the top. He becomes a war chief. And then he's gone from the story. You don't command him to do anything. And then when you come back to that map later on, there's a different war chief there. And there's no explanation for... Oh, it's Ratbag the Coward, by the way, is his name. Yeah, that's a go. There's no explanation for what happened to Ratbag. Yeah. And that was kind of a shame. I like Ratbag. See, I feel like the whole storyline should have been focused around making people, you know, doing stuff with that mechanic. Hmm. And it seems all you do like, is is help these stupid, like bold humans. Like yeah. they're all, they're, none of them have got any hair. They all look the same. I don't think there are any women in the game, apart from in the main narrative. Yeah, it's just a bit odd. Like I feel like they had a really good idea for how the game should work, but they couldn't. Tie they it they had the license, yeah. and they thought maybe the license would be strong enough. And it is good. It's a really good game. But I was a bit underwhelmed from the perspective of someone going in, seeing all the accolades it had. And, you know, not quite feeling that it led up, um, lived up to any of them. Yeah. But it's good. You want to play it? You should play it. They got the platinum. It wasn't too hard. So, um, got that done in a weekend, actually. Yeah. Finished the whole thing in a weekend. How was the storyline in Dragon Age? Loved it. See, that, that, mate, you're coming from an angle of, you've played all these um, open world games, and now you're playing mm. Shadow of Mordor, which doesn't really have a storyline. You're probably going to feel like that's missing. Well, I've just played Far Cry 4, and that did, oh, definitely yeah, didn't have a storyline, really. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Dragon Age was good from the perspective. It's it's a Bioware game. Like, it's all about driving the relationships between these characters. And it takes a little while to get started, but as soon as you start to develop these relationships between the characters, they start to be more open with you. That's where the ridiculous amount of dialogue comes in um, to effect, because it really makes you feel like you're part of this world, like you're part of this crew and you care about these people, which is what Bioware does so well. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas this game is different. You know, it's not an RPG, really. Uh, it's got RPG elements, but it's not an RPG. But I'll be able to put it all into context next week when I play uh, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Unity. Yeah, I think that's the other reason it got such high accolade was we've got this series, Assassin's Creed, which everyone loves. And then Shadow of Mordor comes along and it does it better. Yes, Surely you have right. to then acknowledge that and, and, and hype it up. Absolutely. I can't wait to compare the two. Yeah. But having just said that I'll be playing Assassin's Creed Unity, that is the next thing to be played. But I know there's a new episode of the Borderlands Telltale game coming out, either this weekend or next mm -hmm. weekend. And we've also got fucking Bloodborne next week. I've got that. Oh, I'm going to sneeze. No, I'm not. Go on, do it in the microphone. Do it in the microphone. Go on. <laughs> okay, I, oh, I've also you even set my email alert off there. <laughs> Sexy. I got um, I got Bloodborne for forty pounds. Nice. Well, you haven't got it yet, have you? No. Um, some people are playing it already. Yeah, I some think. people in Toronto got sold it already. That's mad. So um, yeah, I was looking about for how cheap you can get it. The cheapest you could get it in the UK was about forty three pounds. Mm. Um, from when I was looking, and then I yeah. thought, I wonder how much it is on the store. 50 quid. 
because I, I, it's the kind of game I want to have downloaded, never have to touch a disc, because good I will point. play that quite a lot. It's a good point. Um, and then I got an email from PayPal saying, and I've done this before. It's a good, it's a good scheme they run every now and again. Is top up your PlayStation account with fifty pounds, and you'll only be credited with forty pounds. So essentially, you get given ten pounds for free. Yeah. How much was uh, Bloodborne? Fifty quid. So I got it for forty pounds thanks to PayPal. Nice. It's um, good stuff, man. Yeah. So that'll download. I've never also I've never used the pre-order system on the PS4. So it gives me a chance to, um, you know, that'll be interesting. Give, give that a, a review. Let 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 us know how you get on with how that. you struggle. Yeah, yeah. I pre-ordered mine from Amazon. I actually went for the special edition, not yeah. the ridiculous one, but the 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 sixty quid one. What does that um, come with? No idea. It's got a nice case though. Okay. Honestly, uh, I'm an idiot. I, I actually had a £15 Amazon voucher from Christmas that I've just been looking to spend, so I thought, yeah. you know, I'll treat myself. Yeah. I'm a hard-working guy. I deserve nice things. I think the one on the PS4 comes with two messenger skins. Messenger. Which is, you know, the little skeleton guys coming out the ground for, like, on Dark Souls, you click on it and it would tell you a message. And it was an orange spear. Oh, right, yeah. In Bloodborne, it's a little guy with a scroll who's, like, coming out of the ground. Oh, weird. So you get two different skins for that guy for when you put a message down. See, I like that. I, I don't know much about Bloodborne, and I really like that. Yeah, I, I, I've I, been I've avoiding avoid everything. I've, I've not looked at any of the gameplay since the beta, because I've played that. I've not looked at any of the... Because IGN ran this kind of, like, um, developer diary thing. I've not yeah. looked at any it's of that. It's everything you need to know about everything. Yeah. I don't want that. I want the whole point, because my, my brother started playing Dark Souls and he used a guide for the first bit and he got the Drake right. Sword immediately and all this kind of stuff. And uh, I said, look, okay. this is not how it's meant to be played. You're meant to struggle. You're meant to experience stuff and find stuff out as you come to it. And then ask me to play it through with you. Um, and then since then, he, he's kind of just not played it anymore. But, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you, you, you scolded it, you threw the disc out the window. <laughs> you can have it back when you've learned. But that that is the kind of the main thing that that game is meant to do. You're meant to experience it with your friends and talk about the different, you know, what you've found, what have you found, and have a little bit of discussion uh, yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you Are get you... stuck, that's when you look at a walkthrough. But it's Are got because it's so big now. It's got to a point where all these massive game websites know that people love it. Let's tell them everything about it. Mm, yeah, that does ruin it. People are lapping it up, but when the game actually comes out, they're going to think, "I oh, wish I didn't know all this stuff." The joke's on them. Yeah. Because they're going to be finished sooner and we're going to have more experience of game. <laughs> um, are you ready? For, for a PSR Q&A? No, 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 no. Are you ready for Bloodborne? I guess, yeah. Do you feel mentally prepared? Well, I've got, um, yeah, I should, I've we, got a lot of deadlines. Yeah, I've got a lot of deadlines due on the, the Friday that it comes out, which is good because that means I'll then have like a, a good week or so of nothing. I will uh, light up this the ceaseless discharge symbol and uh, I'll try and get Andy in as well. Maybe we yeah. can all hop into that uh, together. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll discuss it close to the time, but I don't really want to start it and get too far ahead or anything because I like, I stormed off on Dark Souls 2. Like, we promised we'd all play it together and then I just ran off with it and just finished it yeah. really quick. So I want to... I think right. the thing with Dark Souls is because you want to play at the same time as everyone... But obviously, people are busy and they've got different times that they play games. Yeah. Maybe it would be best to just set like um, limits of exploitation. 
points at which you should stop? It's it's difficult to do with those with the Souls games, though. I feel like it was perfect when I played through Borderlands the pre-sequel, which is not as good as Borderlands Two, but still a good Borderlands game. I liked it a lot, and I played it through with my buddy Ben. Yeah. And we would, I said, right, I've done these side missions. And then he would go and do them. And then we'd hop back in together and just carry on playing. We'd only ever be like two or three levels apart. That was fine. Because you can, you know, with Borderlands, you finish a quest, like, that's it. I know I'm done. But with Bloodborne, you finish your boss and you think, oh, well, there's a chest over there. And then you go to the chest and you think, oh, there's a corridor. What happens if I go down yeah. that corridor? And then you go down that corridor. And then it's, you know, you just want to keep going. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how we get on. But hopefully we'll be talking about that maybe. Because these podcasts seem to be fortnightly now. So hopefully we'll talk I mean, about that on the next show. There will be a point in probably probably May, May time when suddenly it goes back to weekly. Because at the moment I've got a lot of work to do for uni. After May, I've got no work to do for uni. <laughs> and I'm just lazy. So um, Hey, I might come up and see you in May. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, moving into a, a flat <laughs> yeah, in Glasgow. Yeah, I'm going to be busy then. And uh, be busy. Probably June, maybe end of yeah. May. Have you found somewhere yet? Been looking about. I just um, I don't. I'm not looking specifically for one place yet because I can't move out yet. And you know, you can't just call someone up and be hold that flat until I want to move into it. Yeah, of course, so, of um, course. But that will happen. Right, good stuff, man. And then well, that, yeah. Bloodborne next week. Bloodborne. Exciting time. Bloodborne. Hey, PSR Q and A. Want to be involved with the show in some way? Send us an email to fishandchips at playstationradio.co.uk. Follow us on Twitter at PS Radio UK or go to our Facebook page where we regularly ask for your feedback. It really is that easy. And leave us an iTunes review, you bastards! This is PSR Q&A. Oh, that was bad. Question submitted by you, the listener. Yeah, that was an interesting take on the intro. Isn't that basically Some what you say? Say iconic intro. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. I don't, I don't listen to it. That's fine. I'm, I'm not even going to do it for you. Okay. You don't even deserve it. Uh, first email submitted by Ethan. He says, hello, Simon and Ben. You see, I'm first in that because he likes me most. Sure, whatever. He says, I, what are you doing? What? What are you rustling about in? I'm not rustling anything. That's a lie. Um, <laughs> he says, I got some more random questions, so without further ado, what game sequel that we know little to nothing about are you most excited about? Hmm. That we know little to nothing about? Uh, yeah. Mass Effect 4. Um, difficult one for me. I haven't really thought about that. Or Battlefield. Star Wars. Battlefront, sorry. To me, probably The Last of Us. Oh, yeah? Because yes, but we don't even know that's that happening. That will get a sequel at some point. We know nothing yeah, about it. I but I'm still. But, like, it's not a thing that exists. Yeah, but he says that we know no- little or nothing about. Yeah, but it's a sequel that is. That is. Not that might. Okay. <laughs> Maybe Fallout then. Oh, that's a good idea, actually. Even though that isn't either. But what are you yes. doing? I'm nothing. Are you wrapping something up? <laughs> no, I promise. I'm not doing anything. I'm just... <laughs> I'm just getting comfortable in my nest of plastic bags. <laughs> That's how you waterproof now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't fix things anymore. We just yeah. we just bury. 
Uh, what do you believe are the most overrated games of all time? Hmm. Fez, having <laughs> wow. played 10 minutes of it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What else is there? Um, there was a game recently that came out. That, oh, Guacamelee. Don't get it at all. I like it. I'd probably say... Um, Uncharted. What the fuck? I'd probably say Uncharted. Not Uncharted. Yeah. What am I saying? Assassin's Creed. No. Not Uncharted. Yes. Okay. Particular one? Because everyone loved Assassin's Creed 2. Everyone loves 2. Um, from then on, they got more and more kind of shit. Yes, agree. And the thing that always amazes me about Uncharted... Uh, why am I saying Uncharted? Assassin's Stop Creed. Stop it. Leave it alone. <laughs> Uncharted's awesome. The thing that annoys <laughs> me about Assassin's Creed, and it surprises me, is it's very accessible for people that aren't gamers. Yeah. It's the game, apart from Call of Duty, that people play. That's a good point. I don't it's think the, it deserves the, that. It's the gamer's game. You know, well, non not No, it's the non-gamers game. Non -gamers so it's, game. It's, it's the it's the non-gamers gamers game. Yes. Where it's like it's not particularly mainstream, but it sells a buttload. Yeah. And you talk to people who you don't even know play games, and they say, "Oh, I've just been playing Uncharted." Why? Go and play Stop the Last it. of Us. Go and play Uncharted. Go and play something good. You just said Uncharted again. No, but I'm telling them to go and play Uncharted because it's good. No, no, no. But originally you said that they they said that they've just been playing Uncharted. I don't know what's wrong with my brain. What is happening? <laughs> hey, I've just been playing that Assassin's Creed. I love it. It's amazing. Um, alternatively, what are the most underrated games of all time? I think we'll both uh, agree. Singularity. Singularity. <laughs> We're gonna get that sequel made. You know what? I want to interview the guys at Raven. Raven Games. They won't. They're on a leash. I mean, all they do now is make little fucking piece, pieces of Call of Duty. <laughs> Toaster made by Ravensoft. <laughs> yeah. Why don't they do what, um... Infinity War did and go and leave and make a little a little developer studio I think they've all been killed they probably have I think they're all dead now um, what game franchises do you believe do I have... not get to answer cool oh I thought you were saying Singularity no I do like Singularity it's fine okay. I'm over it what game franchises do you believe have overstayed their welcome let me answer that for you Simon Uncharted yep. <laughs> no, Assassin's Creed, one of them. That's a good. That's a good one. Although I am looking forward to the London setting for this year. It could be good, but that, we tell ourselves that every year. Yeah. French Revolution could be good. Pirates could be good. Hmm, Colonial America could be good. It's never good. Um, it's here's, bad. here's a controversial one. Battlefield hasn't overstayed its welcome yet. Mm. But. EA's this, Battlefield But the spin-offs well. that are going to start coming out now every year, that's going to make it um, have overstayed it welcome very soon. You ready for uh, for a PlayStation exclusive? I think it's overstayed its welcome. Yeah. God of God of War. Mm, it still sells a lot. It still sells a lot, but tell you what, they made a bit of a stinker last time. Yeah. And without... Kratos in the seat. I mean, there's so many, only so many prequels they can do. Isn't he like done? Is Kratos done? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's necessary. Lastly, what are your thoughts on Uncharted 4 being delayed until 2016? That's big news, isn't it? Um, I don't tell you what. Bloodborne better be good. Yeah. The thing is, though, Uncharted 6. Uncharted 6. I can't speak today. Is Uncharted 4 the one in with the pirates, Simon, or is it the one in <laughs> Colonial America? The thing about Naughty Dog is, give them as much time as they need, 
and they will produce something awesome. Mm. There's no need to get upset about it being delayed because people, you know, it, it wasn't going to come out in 2015 in the same state that it will come out in 2016. Yeah. So me personally, I don't mind. I'm happy because Naughty Dog deserve as much time as they want to produce something that lives up to their pedigree. Okay, listen to this. Originally set to come out on May the 7th, The Last of Us is now set for June the 14th worldwide. The Last of Us was delayed as well. Yeah. All of their games have been delayed. It's, you know, it's a part of game development. Yeah. Um, E3 is when? Uh, I want to say May, but I always get it wrong. Is it June? June. Mm. I feel like we'll... Um, because people, I think the people, reason people are upset is they don't see that many games coming out in 2015. Yeah. Wait till E3, and then we'll have a, a good view of what's coming out. Um, speaking of E3, it's 16th to the 18th of June. But speaking of those sorts of things, speaking of, speaking of, the tickets for EGX go on sale tomorrow. Ooh. And it's going to be in Brum. Brum, Brum. When is it? Uh, it's the 24th to the 27th of September, I believe. Or maybe 28th. I am going to go to that because I will have nothing to do with my life. Cool. And uh, I won't see you there. Why? Because I'm going to be hanging around with my um, my other friends. My my real friends. For the whole time? Yeah, the whole time. Sorry. Wow, that's upsetting. <laughs> I've, I may be, like, getting myself into a bit of a classic sitcom double date type deal. Well, can I just be... come down and be with them? Well, no, you're going to be the third thing that makes it even more... It's a triple date with you. Because oh. I've got the push square lot. I'm hoping, if they're very nice, they might put me up in a hotel again, like yeah. they did last year. And then I've got my buddy who lives in the city and my other buddy who might be coming to stay at my buddy's house who will be going to the expo. And then there's you, and you want to drag me out of a hotel into a fucking hostel. What buddies are, is, are, are staying in Birmingham? Uh, my buddy Ben, ben will be hopefully coming to it. It's only been suggested yeah. so far, but he'll be hopefully attending. And then I've got my friend, another friend you do not know, who lives in the Cite. Hmm. Otherwise, you can maybe sleep on the floor, but you're like you're you're literally foreign. Yeah. So probably not. You monster. <laughs> We'll talk about it. If people want to get tickets, though, get them soon because they are going to be snapped up. Yep. News? Yeah, uh, no. More questions. No. Oh, shit, shit. Sorry. Thanks, Ethan, for those. Yep. Do you want to read it the next one, Ben? Yeah. Hi, gents. Sorry for keeping the big poo debate going, but after the last episode, I can keep my silence no longer. For the record, I'm firmly in Ben's camp, but that's not the reason for my email. During episode Didn't we read this one out? No. Okay. During episode 83, and we can never read out ones that agree with me enough. <laughs> During episode 83, you read an email regarding the big debate that stated that if you had a baby girl, you wouldn't wipe back to front because poo would go in the baby's front bum. I think this was Ethan, actually, that sent this last time. Yeah. So. As a father, let me tell you that when a baby poos, it goes everywhere. It does not sit by bottom, as you may imagine, but spreads into every nook and cranny in the baby's downstairs region. To clean it up, you wipe every which way there is. Adverts on this subject are propaganda. Do not believe them. <laughs> Keep up the good poo-related work, Miles, who is the co-host of Nintendo Pals, a lovely Nintendo podcast. And I added that in, he didn't put that in there. But you should, Miles. Self-promotion. 
sent from my iPhone. Mm. Well, what do you think about that, huh? Yeah, it makes sense. Mother, makes sense. Mother Hubbard. Um, I, I still think that back to front the is the correct way. Stop it. <laughs> we're over this now. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're I think the moral it. of the story here is what Miles is saying is yes. do not wipe back to front. Do not wipe front to back. Wipe every which way. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a towel and go to town. Just get in the shower and spray it down the plug hole. I think we can all agree that B-Days are the future. Yes. PSR UK News, bringing you the latest news from across the world of PlayStation and beyond. With William McPinch and Bobbert Bignuts, this is PSR UK News. Here's today's headlines. Wolfenstein is getting a prequel on May 5th. Hideo Kojima might be leaving Konami. You may never have to quit your game again. And PlayStation Now is coming to the UK in spring. Howdy today, I'm Willie McPinch. Hideo Kojima is up to his usual antics. Yes, Willie. Rumours started this week that he had actually left Konami. This came after his quotes were removed from the MGS5 box art and the MGS YouTube channel. He also is no longer present on Konami's list of corporate officers. But Konami say that they, including Mr Kojima, will continue to develop and support Metal Gear products. Please look forward to future announcements. However, this does not necessarily mean that he has not left the company, only that he will support the game. I reckon he's probably in a cardboard box somewhere. Ugh. Firmware update 2.50 is coming to PS4 soon, and it will mean you never have to quit Pornhub ever again. Well, Willie, footage emerged of a beta user showing off the update's most exciting feature. Yes, 2.50 will allow you to enter the PS4 standby mode without quitting your game. And when you turn the PS4 back on, you'll be back in your game in just 15 seconds. In other words, you can turn your PS4 on and be back on Pornhub in 15 seconds and have squeezed out a juicy fresh one in just 35 seconds. Nice. PlayStation Now will be a useless logo on your PS4 menu soon. Yes, Willie. The spring will see the release of Sony's game streaming service on PS4s in the UK. However, your internet is probably too shit to use the service, so no one really cares. Thank you, Bobby. That was this week's top stories. We now pass over to Simon Thornton and Ben Loves Amy to discuss the news in detail. I'm Willie McPinch, and until next time, me and Amy. Hey, how about that there, Bloodborne? No, hang on. That wasn't in the news. Um, no, I'm going to get it. Wolfenstein. Yeah. It's um, it's called uh, New Blood? Old Blood? <laughs> See, that's why I was getting it confused. Yeah, it's called Wolfenstein... Blue Blood. New, new Blood, because it's new Old Moon. Order, is the original. Blood Dragon. New Blood is a prequel to Wolfenstein... The Blue Order. Older. I don't Blood know. Man. It's, it's a prequel. Who is it? It's gonna come out. Who am I? 
Where am I? <laughs> What's happening? Hey, I just thought it was quite funny because it was literally the day after we were talking up blur- uh, Blurred Burn fucking hell. <laughs> Wolfenstein the Blue Blorder on, um, on, the, on the last podcast. And they said, hey, we've got a new Wolfenstein. I think we were talking about what Bethesda could be announcing. Yeah. We thought, oh, a new Wolfenstein. That'd be badass. And then they said, hey, you're getting some more Wolfenstein in May. Like, yes. Yes. That was nice. I think it's a digital you know f- adventure. You know what I forgot to tell you, Ben? What's that, mate? Um, I sat down and I put on Wolfenstein and I thought, I'm going to finish it. Oh, yeah, you haven't, you haven't finished it. I have now. Did you? I played for four hours straight because I thought, you like it? I thought I was closer to the end of the game than I was. <laughs> and I have never been so pissed off in my life. Oh, really? I just feel like it's a very good game. Mm. The story got far too far-fetched towards the end. Of course, yeah. Did you enjoy going to the moon? The first half was good. It was a really good game. Second half, they just they took it to a level that doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. Which is fine sure. at all. It's Wolfenstein. That's okay. But the mm. thing I didn't like was the gameplay was still far too grounded in reality. Right. Now, Wolfenstein, you're holding two fucking massive weapons and they still that want you... pretty grounded to me. They still want you to use... A cover system okay hmm. that's what yeah. i didn't like i was i was playing it as it should be designed to be played i was playing okay. it like jumping running out from gun. cover running yeah. out grenades two assault rifles and each i got an assault rifle in each hand shooting everyone Which and people just wouldn't die playing on? on normal really and and it was See, the guys in armor just wouldn't die and they'd kill you quicker than you can kill them with the same weapon and i was just hmm. a bit like this is wolfenstein you know I should okay. be shitting rainbows out of my arse towards the enemy <laughs> and blowing well, them up. Maybe they'll have figured that out for the next game. I just think I don't think yeah. we ever we ever said it was a masterpiece. No, I I and I am fully aware of the fact that I got more annoyed than I would have had I played it in manageable chunks. I played yeah. it in like four and a half hours towards the that's end. That's what you get for leaving a four month gap. Yeah, that's again that's part of it time. as well. But I do think that it. It does rely on cover a bit too much for a Wolfenstein game. Okay. As good I, as that I'll, cover system is. I'll give you that. But I didn't get that perhaps at the time because, as you just said, I played it through from start to finish yeah. in uh-huh. a relatively short time. Um, but I get that. I get your, your concerns. I just think I'll that... I'll pass it on. It's, I'll pass um, them on. It's not even the fact that it's a Wolfenstein. It's the fact that the story got more and more ridiculous and the gameplay got more and more conservative because the enemies were getting tougher. You had to be behind cover more often. Even though right. the storyline, you were going to the fucking moon. I think I that like they the should moon, have right. tried to keep them a bit more linked. The story. Did you the like the stealth element in that? Because I quite like the stealthy stuff and the stealthy. There was always a stealth option normally. Um, maybe you could, like there were secret passages and stuff you could use, and I did like that a lot. And that's why I felt it was a bit time splitters. Okay, second half. I don't know if I did any stealth, but that might be because I forgot I could. <laughs> okay, possibly. Because you can get one-hit kills, I think. I did get stuff. some stealth kills, you know, throwing knives and stuff. Yeah, those are cool. Um, but I didn't do whole sections in a stealthy way. Have you ever stealthed on the moon, Simon? No. Exactly. I thought that was a weird a weird thing. You're on the moon for like 30 minutes of game time. Most yeah. of that is inside. There's like three minutes of being out on the moon where you've got no gravity. They didn't, it's true. They didn't really it's utilize true. that. It was quite cool being able to jump about. They do give you some laser guns, though, right? Um, yeah. Some laser weapons, which yeah. is quite fun. Yeah. I just really liked it. And I know it was silly, but 
I loved it. I loved that game. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to what happens in May. And if you're not going to buy it, I'll tell you about it. <laughs> um, I'm going to see if I can get a... Because I think they're releasing a physical version of it because it is mainly a digital thing. I've got a pre-order locked in for about 14 yeah. quid. I'm assuming it's physical. If it is, I'll send it to you when I'm done. Um, Hideo Kojima might be leaving Konami. Yeah, this was weird. This all came out today, didn't it? Now, to be honest, this would be... This would actually have piqued my interest if it wasn't for all the bullshit um, marketing schemes he always does. I've never met someone who's such a... I've not met. I've never heard of someone in the press and games who is such a drama queen. <laughs> I don't think you've met him. He just, he just needs to get over himself. No one cares. That's my little rant over. Okay. Thanks, Simon. <laughs> For your invaluable opinion. I tell you what, though, I didn't. I didn't know that Metal Gear Solid Five was coming out for PS3. No, neither did I. I don't really look forward to but that game. Ground anymore. Zeroes came out, I suppose. So yeah, I I'm not really looking forward to that anymore. I think that you know, so you it's go. like Metal Gear Solid Four. If that had come out on PS2, it would have been a much more handicapped game. Yeah. We we should never be releasing games on the last system and the next system because it's only ever going to make it limited. What's the point in that? Yeah, I mean, it's purely a business money-making is, yeah. scheme at the end of the it day, is. isn't it? Like, and it's I wouldn't not, be su- it's not going to better the product. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, if this next step from Hideo Kojima was, again, something that's going to make his business more money. Zone of Enders 2. Did they do that? Is that a thing? I don't know. Um, uh, PlayStation yeah. Now is a good service. I For would maybe try it. and use it if I had... Um, a good no, enough internet. Million years. No, 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 not interested. Not for me. Stupid, stupid idea. Why? Because it's silly. All right. It's it's not. It's not something I ever want to do. Why? Ever. Because it's not going to work. But apparently, and, it does work. Yeah, it might work for some people. It's not going to work for me though. Even with my shiny new internet, it's not going to work. Ever. Yeah, but, like, it's you just... know, one day when you're living in London and you've got um, good internet, and I've got my cats. Would you ever use it? Got all of my cats, all ten of them. <laughs> no, I d- it's no. Stop it. Why? I'm 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 embracing the digital age of of video games. Okay, I am. I really am. But I just don't want to stream a game yet. Okay, I'm not ready. Stop it. Mm. I don't like change. Well, if it works, I am up for it. I think it's no, a nice not. a nice way of playing games. I missed on the PS3. You're not allowed to, to be up for it. Turn on a PS3. How dare you? Shush. <laughs> and that's all the news to talk about. Cool. That's literally everything what happened in the world. Apart from, uh, apart from what was it called? Project Morpheus? Uh, yeah, that, that their virtual reality. It's got a thing happening with it. It's going to be coming out in 2016. Point. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's going to cost some money. I'm looking forward to that, just for the fact that Project Morpheus, plugged into Alien Isolation or any other oh horror God. game, will be terrifying. Screw that, um, man. Um, so I'm looking forward to it for that. I really hope oh. that it's got... Um, I really hope that when it comes out, you can play the game on Morpheus and also have a projection of what that user is seeing on the TV plugged into the PS4. That would be nice. Because then... You would have thought that would be something. I always like to sit while I'm playing a horror game with a couple of people... And then they experience it with you. It it turns the the scare into a laugh at some points. Yeah. Yeah, that's how humans deal with uh, terror. Yeah. With, yeah, with terror. Usually, it's so. Humor. 
it would be good to um, be able to strap on a Morpheus to someone, watch them oh, yeah. get strap terrified, watch them get terrified, bring a whole party around, and see what it is that's actually scaring them. Strap everyone on with a Morpheus. Shut up! <laughs> End of the show. Oh, hello. Didn't hear you come in. I'm esteemed voice actor Richard McGonagall, and what I find goes best with a glass of brandy, open fireplace, and my best smoking jacket and slippers is a good episode of PlayStation Radio UK. You know you want to be like me. So go on. Get listening. Okay, if you enjoy the show, please go on and visit playstationradio.co.uk for... Um, Links to our Twitter, which is at PS Radio UK. Links to our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash PlayStation Radio UK. And our YouTube, which is youtube.com slash PlayStation Radio UK. And speaking of YouTube, uh, Ben's Amy TV show. TV show? It is TV show. You've got like like an intro and everything. It's now finished. Thank the Lord. That game is crap. Oh God, did you watch the last episode? Yes. You know what pissed me off to no end? What's that? Was all the little screen... You know how some games have like screenshots of the game in the credits yeah what were those about all those screenshots are screenshots obviously made game. in Amy's game engine but they weren't <laughs> yeah. in a subway or some kind of sewer system or yeah. anything grey they were like outside in parks and it was like I you know. make a game in those environments and they showed new monsters and stuff as well yeah a little so crawling thing it was like why don't you release the points of those screenshots because they look like they might actually be fun you fucking turds. <laughs> Watching it back, like it's just, it's so, it is just irredeemable, isn't it? Yes. It's not good. There's it's no, just, th- there's nothing about it that's good. It's appalling. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like it's, it's comically bad. But yeah. exciting times. Starting next week or maybe this weekend, depending on how busy I am, the first episode of Resident Evil will be coming out. Yes. Jill Noll. It was exciting. <laughs> Only recorded a couple of weeks ago. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Still haven't finished it. Got a real itch to go back and play it. Yeah. Um, but hopefully that'll be happening in a couple of weeks' time, so we should have all the episodes finished. But it is coming soon. Um, please be excited. Please to be excited. Um, other than that, you can you can um, get us on PSN. Our PSNs are on the website, which yes. is, once again, placingradio.co.uk. And uh, that's all. Email I us think actually. This is the first time. Sorry, yeah. Email us um, fish and chips at playstationradio.co.uk. This is the first time you've done a clean sweep without making a mistake. Yeah, it is. I'm going to pat you on the back, man. <laughs> you ready? Um, yeah, that was nice. One final plea: we've not actually um, asked for iTunes reviews in a while. Hmm. Um, and the more iTunes reviews we get, the higher up in the rankings we go. The more people listen, and the more time we'll commit because the more people listen it seems like a better use of our time to actually do it. It's scientific. There's a correlation it between yeah. the recording patterns of the Simon and Ben um, in in uh, relation to the amount of iTunes reviews. Yes. Uh, reviewed, reviewed, received, review-sieved. Yeah. Who knows? So please go on and um, if you haven't done it already, leave us a wee iTunes review. You bastard. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Simon. <laughs> Thanks. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Mr. Black. You've been listening to the PlayStation Radio UK podcast. 
find out more, go to www.playstationradio.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at PSRadioUK. you've never played a computer game, don't dismiss them. There are games for all mentalities. It's just that the good games are hidden behind a massive crap.